Today we're going to explore transmedia storytelling as a means to help students engage with challenging cultural issues of civic responsibility, diversity, and social justice. To dive deeper into this subject, the ACAST is grateful to have Joe Blatt, Senior Lecturer on Education and Faculty Director at HGSE, and Bob Selman, Professor of Education and Human Development at HGSE, join us for the EdCast. Joe Blatt and Bob Selman will invite you to continue this conversation during their summer institute called Books, Movies, and Civic Engagement, Learning Through Transmedia Storytelling, which is June 20th through the 24th on the HGSE campus. Enjoy their conversation. So, Bob, you know, you know very well, in fact, that I've been studying and working in media most of my professional career. It's been really fun to work with you now on it, but I'm not sure I know how you got started. What attracted you to studying media? Well, Joe, actually you got me started, quite honestly. Um, a couple of years ago, you connected me with Walden Media. Uh, they were working on a, a movie called The Watsons Go to Birmingham, 1963. And uh, it was a book that I was familiar with because I had been doing a lot of work with integrating social development with literacy uh, for a number of years. And you said to Walden, uh, Bob might be able to help you with your outreach, with your, your educational outreach. So we started to think about just that issue. So that's really how I got started. And then from there, I've really gotten very interested in this issue. I think I just would like to say a couple of reasons why and then I'll kind of turn it back to you to comment or build on what I've said because we've been working together actually pretty closely recently. Uh, one way to think about the importance of transmedia is to enter through the doorway of how important it is in schools for kids to have discussions and debates that are academic. That means that they're really talking about academic stuff. Anybody can have a conversation and talk about lots of different things, but really, if you're in school, teachers and principals and superintendents want kids to be uh, talking about things that they see as important for the kids to learn. Uh, you may or may not know this, I think I've said it a couple of times, but the amount of discussion and debate that actually goes on in a classroom, uh, uh, even, a, even a classroom like social studies or history, uh, where you would expect a lot is in most public school classrooms is three to five percent at best. Three, three to five percent of the unit time is actually around something which is a very powerful driver of uh, learning. So one idea is that transmedia is a way to facilitate greater conversation. Let me give you one example from the Watsons. Uh, the Watsons Go to Birmingham is a, is a family story about a black family from Flint, Michigan that takes a vacation in Birmingham just at the era of the Civil Rights Movement and they get caught up in the Civil Rights Movement and even though the book itself is not really focused on background knowledge or content or history or social studies or geography that's around uh, that time and those issues, uh, it lends itself to that kind of discussion. The movie that was being produced at that time by Tanya Lewis Lee, was the scriptwriter, uh, really added a lot of background knowledge around history and civics into the story. And that's very unusual, as you know, because usually um, screenwriters are not trying to put a lot of educational material 
into a story. They're worried that it's going to bore the story to death. But they did a beautiful job of doing this. And, that, and then it became clear how one could really partner uh, or mediate between the educators and the uh, entertainment industry to facilitate this in a way that had not heretofore been done, uh, in part because uh, most of the time it was done by, by educators trying to spoon feed content into, into entertainment rather than letting it grow organically. And in fact, uh, new media allows one to be much more organic. So I'm going to just jump in if I can and uh, say a couple things that that sparked for, for me. One is not only is it the case that there's not much uh, interactive learning that goes on in schools, I think another thing we find routinely is that young people of all ages feel there's a pretty high wall between their school lives and the rest of their lives. In fact, what they probably mostly call their real lives. And I think one of the great things about transmedia building around popular books and then turning them into perhaps even more popular movies uh, is that it helps kids bridge that, get over that wall, and start to bring into the classroom for more, more reflective and, and, and richer conversation things that they're encountering in the real world uh, as well. And then, you know, you and I got started, as you said, um, thinking mostly about transmedia as books into movies. But I've had a lot of fun the last couple of months uh, working up a case study, if you will, on a different kind of trajectory, which is uh, books into Broadway musicals. I've been focusing on, uh, on Hamilton. Uh, and of course, these days, the day doesn't go by that Hamilton isn't in the news one way or another, whether it's uh, the fact that we're all very excited about that he's going to remain on the $10 bill, um, or how hard it is to get a seat on, um, for the actual show in, in New York. But for me, two of the things that have been just really exciting to delve into it are one, that um, it, in this, this uh, notion of bridging life that I was just talking about, the casting, the, the rap music, hip hop styling means suddenly kids are actually excited about talking about American history. And the proof of that is in the New York City kids who are now starting to go to the musical thanks to the um, uh, Rockefeller Foundation uh, grant that makes that possible. Um, and the second thing is the issue of casting, which has been uh, one of the big problems of making American history alive for the increasingly diverse uh, American school population of kids of color, kids from various uh, different countries and language backgrounds. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda had the you know, just brilliant breakthrough idea to completely recast American history with uh, actors of color, with lots of women. And I think that's made uh, the whole story that much more appealing to, to kids. So that's a, uh, a fun thing to be working on. And I should just mention that the transmedia aspect is, is that the whole show is based on Ron Chernow's you know, uh, prize-winning biography, a real scholarly work. So there's a lot of angles to look at there as well. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I know you're doing that, Joe, because you're going to try some of your ideas out in my class next Monday, and my students uh, can hardly wait to come to this class. To well, I think you've spread the rumor that I'm going to rap and dance as part of that, and I, you probably should back off right, on that, I'll but I think up, we are going to have some fun. Well, I'll use, um, I, I'll use new media to do that. I'll send an email out on, on the web. I can get <laughs> it to the students much more easily now than we could ever, ever before, but I think... Uh, you really raise a very interesting point that uh, I think um, we both have been thinking about is, look, we know that when we were young, we um, might have studied Shakespeare uh, 
in in the original, and we may have gone to see it as a movie, uh, and maybe even as a play. So people might be wanting to ask, you know, what's new about all this this stuff you're doing, and, and in a sense, uh, that crossover is not new, but it's not been done well. Okay, and and I think with new media and access, uh, it can. A, be done well, and it can reach a larger group of kids. It can, it can reach kids who might not be working or living or going to school in a community that has access. So I'm glad you mentioned Rockefeller Foundation um, because it, it really um, is a meaningful um, decision on their part. They have given funds so that young kids who could never even afford Hamilton can actually get a ticket, whether even people with, who can afford it can't get a ticket. So these, these kids will, who can't either afford it or couldn't get a ticket will go. So they must see something in this. What do they see? They see that Hamilton has uh, both entertainment value, engagement value, as you've talked about it, and also academic merit. That is, it's, it's, it, it's a legitimate, um, it's a legitimate opportunity for kids to learn history. It's a legitimate opportunity for kids to think civically. Not civically in the old sense where they're going to learn necessarily uh, the Federalist Papers and memorize them, but new civic in the new sense about what does it mean to really be engaged in trying to connect oneself to to one's country to, and to one's the public sphere. So I think there's a lot of uh, churning and revolution and reform going at all levels in education. And I think what uh, the Rockefeller Foundation sees is that this is a way to, to really legitimize uh, that crossover that you've been interested in for so long between um, entertainment and education through engagement. Absolutely, and there's an interesting challenge in there. We've been talking about it almost as if it just runs itself, so to speak, but you've coined this wonderful phrase, the academic flats. And what I think we mean by that is, is that um, uh, when you raise a, in the classroom a subject that you know kids are talking about with enthusiasm and originality and creativity outside class, you often just don't get anything because just raising it in an academic setting or with an academic prompt squelches a lot of their enthusiasm. So uh, what I think is another great thing about the Rockefeller uh, undertaking is that they've actually funded curriculum materials to help teachers uh, teach about Hamilton. But beyond that, I think you and I have embarked on something that we hope is really going to contribute to that, and that is a, a summer institute here at the Harvard Graduate School of Education where we're going to try to share with teachers what we've been thinking about about transmedia with the very explicit goal of helping them find ways to use these uh, techniques and these ideas in their classrooms to get kids really motivated about civic engagement, about um, the crossover, uh, the, the looking critically at various forms of, of, of uh, storytelling. And of course, this being a election year should be an exciting time to do that. We've. Um you and I have worked hard to get uh, a diverse faculty, and I think um, that's key. Usually people think diversity in terms of identity and uh, 
race and ethnicity. That, that's always important. But we are going to have um, folks who are developmentalists, folks who are in media, folks who uh, study media, and uh, folks who actually write the scripts. Um, let me come back to this academic flats. I, th I think it's important for our listeners to, to know that you and I experience academic flats uh, in our students at Harvard University. Uh, in fact, every time we think we have uh, something to show them that they're going to just jump into and really want to discuss, they kind of look at us like deer in a headlight. Boy, you're really helping me get upset, worried about next Monday, I'll tell you. But, but we've figured out, you and I, how to overcome this. Uh, one way one overcomes this, uh, maybe not for next Monday, but in general, is, is you, it, it's really important to, to study what are the affordances that will engage kids in these conversations. We know that, uh, and many teachers know, that if kids think something is school, they don't like it. Uh, I, even, even, the students in, even the students from a technology innovation and education who take my course and have read To Kill a Mockingbird have told me, you know, when they told us we had to read this in high school, we didn't like it. You know, we thought it was not that great, you know. But now, when we're reading it, when we don't really have to, now we see how it's great. So we have to really think about a pedagogy that engages uh, kids in conversation, uh, both formally and informally, that's going to enrich their, um, what I like to call, informed social reflection. And, and that does bring up one very important transmedia bridge, because I think what we're really talking about is building bridges. And that is that if kids were lucky enough to go to Hamilton, or kids uh, went to uh, the Watsons go to Birmingham as a movie, uh, or, or watched it as a DVD, or streamed it, they can do that outside of class. They can do that at home, they can do that with their parents, and all of a sudden you've really developed an informal, formal bridge that is the kind of work that I think you've worked so hard for long before you invited me into this enterprise to really try to bridge. What, what I bring to that um, is some understanding of what's developmentally appropriate for kids, what's culturally appropriate for kids based upon our research. And I think in this institute, we're going to try to marry uh, foundations of developmental and cultural psychology, mainline education st students and teachers really concerned about uh, academic language, concerned about argumentation, concerned about all the kind of 21st century skills that are important um, no matter how you frame or label them. and the brilliant creativity of the entertainers who can really show us how to engage kids. Of course, you're too modest as usual. You, you and some of your wonderful doctoral students have written about uh, what I call the four E's of education, entertainment, ethics, and engagement. And I know we'll be continuing to explore those uh, ideas. But I also want to say something else that excites me about the Institute, and that is, and I'm sure you would agree with this, that we don't want to present ourselves as um, the total experts on transmedia and how it works for civic engagement. We want to also learn from teachers. And one interesting way that I think we're going to create that opportunity uh, to learn for ourselves is that we're going to have a, a, an optional session on a somewhat more 
controversial Broadway musical, and that is Fun Home. Many people know the Alison Bechdel graphic novel, and that's turned into a very successful Broadway musical, but it raises some pretty challenging ideas, at least certainly challenging in terms of the conventional curriculum of most, most public schools about the development of uh, alternative sexual identities, about parent suicide, and so on. And I think we're going to work with the teachers who may come to the Institute to learn whether is this something that's really possible to bring into school, and if so, how? Is it too outside? And so I, I'm just trying to underline that I think it's going to be a real converse. This institute's going to be a real conversation where we'll learn as much as we have to teach. I think that's, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, I've already uh, caught up with you. I now call it the four E's. I even call it the four E's by two. But if people want to find out about that, they can come to the institute. What I want to build on that you just talked about that I think is really, really important is um, that uh, we are hoping to bring, uh, as participants, to this um, institute and even to Harvard as students, folks who are really interested on the technology side and people who are really interested on the education side. In schools, there are, an, there are many professionals who do the more, um, what's the right word, um, uh, media aspects of schooling. And we are looking forward to a number of them coming. For them, it's important that we provide a forum, not that we provide the answers, as you say, but a forum for understanding the legitimacy of what they're doing in terms of the kind of um, pressures schools are under to really uh, focus in on what we think are somewhat narrow uh, domains of, of, of literacy. We need to demonstrate that literacy is very broad and that you really can integrate media literacy with um, uh, ang language arts. And in particular in our institute, what we're really looking for is what we're calling disciplinary literacy. Disciplinary literacy is, means basically that civics and social studies and history teachers need to think about their students, A, in terms of how to engage them, Unfortunately, we know that these are among the least popular courses for kids, and we do not believe that it has to be that way. And they need to understand uh, what kind of literacy skills, in the more traditional sense, kids need to really understand history, social studies, and um, the third. <laughs> I feel now like that guy who looked... Governor Perry, uh, whatever, whatever the third one. department, right? Uh -huh. Anyway, so we we are going to look to bring those kind of participants together, so that they also can share with each other what they do in in terms of really a what formal education really is requiring of uh, educators these days, and what people who are really wanting to bridge between formal and informal can really do to get some buy-in for what they do. So this has been fun. I don't want to uh, overtax the uh, Ed Cass editing uh, uh, staff here, but I, I will just say that uh, in what the dozen or more meetings that you, have, you and I have had, ranging from two hours to half a day or more, and with a number of colleagues uh, who are going to help us uh, put this institute together, uh, every time we talk, we discover a new doorway into some interesting stuff, a new uh, opportunity to exploit the 
materials that we're going to put together, but also to bring it home in terms of these uh, uh, kids' learning uh, goals that we've talked about. So I, for one, am really looking forward to the Institute. I know you are, and I hope some of our listeners will uh, join us as well. And I'm actually also looking forward to listening to this EdCast because I think, once again, um, both of us have probably thought things and said things that we hadn't thought or said before. So we really want our students uh, who are at Harvard and, our, and people who come to uh, PPE to really join us in that conversation. Thank you to them both. This has been a special edition of the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. If you're interested in attending this upcoming program, go to gse.harvard.edu and click on the Professional Education tab. The application deadline is June 15th. Thank you for listening.